comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet, no GPS, no text messages, no podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Episode 108 of the Walking Dead TV podcast. I'm Jordan from Jersey, and I'm joined tonight by Aaron North and Jim Dietz. How y'all doing? I'm here. Hey, everybody! Happy Zombie New Year! And uh, I think I said that last time, though. But you get two Zombie New Years. Zombie I think they celebrate the you know. I'll just well, you, ha- you have the <laughs> you have the, orth- you have Orthodox the and then the regular, New Year, <laughs> and then you have the Jewish Zombie New Year. Yeah, and pretty soon we'll have the Chinese Zombie New Year. It's all it's awesome. I celebrated Zombica while yeah, I was Russian in Africa. Orthodox. <laughs> We're a very multicultural zombie podcast. Uh, On this week's episode, we're going to preview a little bit of the upcoming season, talk about a contest, talk about some different Walking Dead and zombie-related stuff from around the net, and generally just goofing off. So, first off, let's talk about our sponsor, DCBService.com. That's DCBService.com a direct comic book service, you can go to that website, you can get comics, graphic novels, and other comic book-related merchandise for super deep discounts, 50% off of new Marvel and DC trades and hardcovers, there's tons of Walking Dead stuff, tons of Avengers stuff, Justice League stuff, if it's nerdy, if it's comic book-related, and if you want to get it for cheap, you can almost certainly get it from DCBService.com. They've been our sponsor for a really long time. We really appreciate it, and we hope that you go and check them out, because they're awesome. Sounds good to me. So, we got a new trailer for The Walking Dead Season 4.5, I guess you could call it, the second hack of the fourth season. And you guys all watched it, right? Yes. Yep. And in this trailer, it's kind of a trailer-slash-featurette We get some new glimpses of the second half of the season with the creative forces behind the show talking about it, talking about what we're going to see for the different characters. Was there anything in this trailer that stuck out to you as particularly interesting? I generally like the tone of it, but there was a lot going on. I mean, AMC always cuts a good trailer when it comes to The Walking Dead. I never complain in that aspect. And, I mean, I can't say there's really spoilers just because all the the main players are featured and I wasn't really expecting any of them to be like, Oh, he died. Never mind. Like <laughs> he just so... died off, off panel, <laughs> off screen. You know, yeah. In between the episodes. I think sometimes in the trailer, they, they uh, tend to like do the cuts to kind of uh, mislead us in some ways, especially if we're kind of looking at the trailer, trying to figure out, suss out what, where they're going with it. Uh, I didn't really see that in this trailer. It just seemed very cut and dried showing, you know, which groups kind of have congregated together as it were. Um, I guess in the first few episodes, I would imagine. But, and uh, I think there was only, like, one line pretty much in it, which was Carl saving, I saved you to someone, presumably Rick, 
Um, so there wasn't a whole lot of like, who's this person talking to? Who are they referring to? Who are they fighting? It's a lot of different shots of individuals fighting zombies, which is what we want from the show for the most part. So, uh, but so the, the trailer looked good. Rick is rocking a really big beard now, which is kind of awesome. And uh, we get to see, I think the coolest shot probably in the trailer is just the two little girls whose names I've already forgotten, but uh, facing, and Betty. Away, <laughs> facing away <laughs> from the camera, kind of walking down some train tracks. It was just kind of a weird, haunting shot, so I, I like that. Um, but Carl, Aaron, you were saying that Carl looks like he's already grown a couple inches since the midseason break. Yeah, he looks even older. Like, come on, give like, this guy needs to start shaving just as much as Rick does. It seems. <laughs> I don't so, know quite about that, but uh, yeah, I'm not seeing him not shaving. Be... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll go for double negative to prove my points. <laughs> uh, the absence of evidence is not the evidence of absences. I believe the the adage. I'm trying to I'm trying to remember last year's midseason break, and if there was, I, I assume there was obviously some sort of you know trailer for what was going on. But I mean, the break it ended well with uh, Merle and Daryl about to face off to the death or whatever. That was like the cliffhanger of last season. I mean, I remember seeing yeah. it was like shots of them running away from Woodbury and explosions, and there definitely was something because there, there was a shot in it that showed. Merle and Daryl together because I think at the end they were like about to face off right you said yeah so th- there was an, a, a shot of them like running away from Woodbury together so I, I do remember that being a thing that people were upset about that it already kind of ruined the tension <laughs> because if there is one thing to assume it's that the mid-season opener would be Daryl killing Merle <laughs> or something like that well how awesome of a mid-season <laughs> opener would that be him just beating his brother to death very it'd be great sorry little brother but that's not a show that i expect <laughs> so. no no exactly so what other walking dead news do we have well we had uh, this video uh, on the walking dead tv podcast facebook group which if you're not a member of you should go and check it out right now robert uh, nigro posted a video of a man who is known for his prank videos apparently and this man has no legs and one arm uh, more or less and he got made up in zombie makeup by Greg Nicotero, and they set up this whole thing for him to be able to prank Norman Reedus, which is pretty fun. Luckily, it's a short video. I think people are starting to learn that if you want people to watch your video on YouTube or whatever, it needs to be under like three minutes, and this is like a minute 50 or something like that, or a minute, you know, two minutes and 20 seconds or something. So it's a nice quick uh, view. So if you want to see Norman Reedus possibly scream like a girl, or possibly just pull a crossbow out of zero space <laughs> and kill a man just pretending to be a zombie, uh, you'll want to check out that video. It's on the Walking Dead TV podcast Facebook group. Does he really scream like a little girl? I love seeing people embrace, you know, life that way, where it's like, you know what, I'm going to have fun. Like, it, there's obviously, you know, situations that have led to things that are less than ideal working out, but this guy seems to like, he's, I'm watching it right now, it's like, this guy seems to like, he's clearly, you know, embracing things for the best. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a nice positive thing to, to Speaking of creepy prank videos, did you guys see the Devil Baby prank? Yeah, I did. That was going around on... That was an awesome piece of engineering. Like, I don't care about whatever movie they're trying to promote with it. You don't need to worry about it, yeah. I'm not even going to mention the title. Prank, <laughs> well, I, don't, I can't even remember the title. But the actual prank and the construction behind it was really neat, where they put this uh, baby carriage or baby stroller out, in the, not in the middle of the street, but in like the middle of the sidewalk, and they would play through a speaker a sound of a baby crying when people would go over to check it out this like kind of chucky like evil demon baby thing would pop out and start like yelling at them or 
you know, throwing fake vomit up at them yeah. or flipping them off. And then the, not only was it remotely controlled, but then also the carriage was as well. So they could like just move it around on its own. It was pretty funny. I wish AMC would do something like that with Judith. <laughs> That's horrible. But uh, we'll see. Nice. Definitely no shots of Judith in the trailer. But uh, you said, Aaron, you thought you might see have seen a. I, w- I, bottle, I was I was maybe? slowing. I was um, pausing it a lot on the shots of the girls because I thought I saw them holding a bottle at some point or like carrying one with them. But I, I did not find that. We'll, so the the, the search is on for Judith. <laughs> Hopefully, it does not turn into a where's Sophia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. That's just, just what, I was, what I was going to say. Uh, another thing posted on the uh, on the Facebook page by Craig is a guy who does an impersonation of Rick, uh, of just his voice. Uh, pretty spot on, I gotta say. I didn't watch the whole thing, because once you see that he can do an impression, it's funny, but whatever. But, man, was it a spot-on impression? Yeah, I mean, it, it, was a good, it was a good impression. Like, that's that's pretty much all I have for that one. It's did a good job. There's not a lot to say. Either watch yeah. it or don't. <laughs> but uh, we've got new posters for The Walking Dead that are up, and those have been pa- posted on the Facebook group as well. Um, various stuff about the comics as well. Nothing, nothing spoilery. Or if it is, it's labeled so you don't have to click through and see it. But uh, another thing in the Walking Dead verse that's out is the Walking Dead season two of the Telltale video game. And I've seen all of it, Aaron. I know you've played all of season two that's out so far, which is the first episode. Give us your impressions. Yeah, I can do that. Um people that have listened to this podcast might remember that I am a big fan of the Walking Dead video game. I, I was very big on season one, and it was my game of the year. I wrote a big review on it and everything. And so I was very much excited to play season two, uh, which, I mean, the first chapter arrived last uh, late last year. And um, it's it's everything that I have been enjoying about the, the game so far, and even a little bit more given how things have changed. Uh, for those not familiar, the Walking Dead video game, this is not the kind of the, the Dixon Brothers game. That It's the... This is the good one. Yeah, this is the Telltale right. point-and-click adventure game, where essentially, as opposed to kind of controlling a character and like running and gunning around for video gamers out there, it's more of you have a select number of options as you arrive, you progress your character to certain situations and you have to choose things that are dialogue-based or minor action-based that will affect how your character develops, how relationships you have with other characters in the game see you and how they will interact with you. It's a very interactive experience that it feels like you're tailoring the character to the specifics that you're giving it. Um, it and it it gives you, there's a lot of instances where it gives you a limited amount of time, so you have to make very split impulse decisions, and there's a lot of kind of situations you get presented with that present you with a, a very morally gray line of reasoning. So you can you, you can turn, you can sometimes choose to save one person or another person, and you have to really think about, like, well, how is this person helping me, or how has they been horrible to me, or whatnot. It's, it's very clever, and it's very involving, it's very engrossing, and it's very, it can make you very emotional, given the state of who you're playing as, the, the fate of certain characters, the situations you encounter, all these things really add up to an experience that's very cinematic, but yet even though the art style in the game is very, it's very comic booky. it very much reminds you of the actual Walking Dead comic book, and it's certainly based more in that kind of tone than the show has gone for, I would say. Um, and with all that said, yeah, the season season two, just as I, as I already said, it just picks up where the last one left off. You're playing as a new character. I'll just leave it at that, just kind of refrain from spoiling too much. But 
it certainly makes you feel very vulnerable given who you're playing as now and given if you've played season one your investment in this character so it's certainly certainly recommend especially if you haven't played season one check out season one season two i'm looking forward to seeing more from it obviously i'm looking forward to seeing how they've made things played slightly differently i can already see some of the changes they made to make the controls kind of feel uh, not necessarily awkward but more responsive and kind of more intuitive i guess the best way to say well it, so. and they've integrated some stuff from uh, fables the wolf among us which is another yes. uh comic book turn video game point and click adventure that telltale did which is also awesome if you have not checked that out or if you have not checked out the fable series of comics if they're doing really cool stuff where they're taking what they've learned in the various series mm-hmm. and they're implementing into the others and upcoming they also have a borderlands point and click adventure game and a game of thrones one as well so I, I'm really excited for what they're doing with these titles. Did you play, Aaron, um, Season 1's DLC, 400 Days? Yes, I did. I really liked that, but they said it was going to tie into Series 2. So far it hasn't, right? Is that going to pop up later, I guess? I imagine it'll pop up later. I think the first um, chapter in Season 2 is certainly... It has to do a lot of things. It has to you know, put you in the shoes of a new character based on those who've played Season 1. It has to incorporate the fact that not everyone played 400 Days. So you know, it has to be more of a setup chapter, and I assume down the line you'll get to how decisions from the 400 Days DLC and the previous season will factor into where Season 2 is going as well. And it jumps ahead in time a pretty significant time, like six months or something like yeah, that something to a like year that. or whatever. For those, not, so. for those who don't know what we're referring to, 400 Days deal, there was like basically a kind of a, a bonus chapter in between seasons that puts you in the shoes of several different characters. And so you get to kind of, you get you basically get an introduction to characters that will most likely be seen in season two down the line. Yeah, and you made a good point. It was definitely more, I thought I felt it as well. I played the first uh, season, but I haven't gotten to play the second season yet. I did play Wolf Among Us, and I really enjoyed that. It really definitely follows the, the style of the comic graphically, I think, more than trying to be photorealistic, and that, that's really a plus. Something else I really enjoyed about the, the first season, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure they probably carried it over, um, is at the end you can see who made the same yes, choices yeah. you did yeah. as a percentage um, you know, of players who played the game, and I thought that was really interesting. This is like a really old-school style of making games, and I think they've really brought it into the modern game space in a, in a cool way that is appealing to a lot of people. Obviously, I mean, the first Walking Dead chapter got a lot of acclaim and made a lot of money for them. The, the best thing I can say about that, uh, in terms of kind of the old style of gameplay, is, and I might f- off some people here, but I am not a fan of Myst. I know there are a lot of people that want to stick up for Myst, like one of the first kind of point-and-click kind of strategy games that was on PC and Mac, and I was not a fan of that game. And the fact that I'm just so invested in The Walking Dead and, the tel- and just Telltale's kind of strategy for making games in general... I think it really shows how this kind of this sort of format of gameplay has evolved and improved for me, especially because I've just I'm regardless of like, oh, I can't like do crazy kill moves and stuff like I can in other games that I really enjoy. Like, I'm just really invested in the storytelling present and how the how the kind of the choice system makes you react and stuff. Well, and I have a soft spot in my heart for some of those classic games like a Sam and Max hit the road. Uh, And of course, you got like Day of the Tentacle and and. um... Monkey Island games and stuff like that. Yeah, those are all but, fun, actually. <laughs> I like oh, those oh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're a ton of fun until you get to the many, many places in those games where unless you have a guide or just an inordinate amount of time, you're not going to get past them because the puzzles are so obtuse and opaque. Yeah. But you're not going to have that problem in the Walking Dead games. The, the, the puzzles that are there are simple stuff like, hey, we need batteries for the radio. 
finds some batteries. Oh, they're in a drawer here or whatever. It's not going to be like you need to combine the soda can and the stick of dynamite and the uh you know, the old visa to make yourself a smoke bomb or something like that. <laughs> you know, there's no ridiculous puzzles like that. It's all about the story. It's all about the characters and getting in there. Um and they just do an a phenomenal job, especially se- season 1. Uh, and season two has been no slouch either, but we just haven't gotten that full emotional payoff yet because it's only the first act. But uh, that, man, it's season one, particularly the ending, it's it's just, it's rough in the best possible way. It is just heartbreaking in many places. I think the thing that really appealed to me about it was, I mean, if you look at games like, I don't know, I mean, going back to like Knights of the Old Republic or the other Bioware games like Mass Effect or whatever, there's always, you know, obviously good and the obviously bad choice. You know, you can either choose to play good or bad, light side, dark side or whatever. Mm -hmm. This, there was no obvious choice, which was the right choice. You know what I mean? And you had a split second to make the decision. And I thought that was really great and cool and interesting. And it it really opened up the narrative, like you said, Jordan, in a lot of ways. Yeah, there's a lot of Sophie's choices there's a lot of, uh, like you said, just those things where, do I go left or right? And that could have an impact, but it's not going to be clear what that impact is. And you got to live with the consequences, or die with the consequences. But uh, there's a lot of good stuff in there. Yeah. It's like a really well-animated choose-your-own-adventure book. Exactly. Kind of, yeah. yeah. <sighs> I, should, I should say that The Walking Dead, there's like nowhere you can't find this. It's on P- uh, PC, Mac, PlayStation, Xbox... I, a tab, tablets, uh, iOS device, Androids, like you can pretty much play this game in any way you want to. So. Coming to toasters in summer of 2014. And it's pretty cheap. It's like you can try one out for five bucks if you don't like it, you know, don't keep going. Yeah, and you know, it's not for everybody. I know Brad Milo didn't enjoy the gameplay in the first season, and I know other people just don't like point-and-click adventures. That's totally fine. But if you do enjoy that type of gameplay or don't know, absolutely spend the $5 to find out with the first chapter. If you like it, keep playing. If you don't, don't spend any more money. It's awesome. I think the first season might even be, like, I think the first chapter might even be free for, like, for... I think it is now, yeah. 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 Um, But I guess the first chapter for season two is $5. I would definitely say to anybody who hasn't played the first season, absolutely go back and play that first. There's no reason not to. There's nothing in that game that's like, oh, it would have been so good if if it wasn't for X. You know, it's really good. Is the second one, like, structurally better so far? Probably, control-wise and stuff like that, but that doesn't mean the first season was bad. It's it's just just, they they made subtle improvements. It's the yeah. As much as I, as much as I talk about this show and how the writing tends to be my biggest issue, the writing is the greatest strength of the of the Telltale ver- uh, Walking Dead game for me. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's also before we get into our next little news story, reiterate that we have an awesome, awesome contest going on right now. You might not have heard it because we first announced it last week in the comic book spoilers episode, and so we wanted to mention it again this time. So here's the deal. You know those three questions? That was the whole big hoot nanny in the first half of the season with how many zombies have you killed, how many people have you killed, and why? Those are the three questions you needed to answer to determine if you could get into the prison group. Well, we want you to come up with three questions of your own. You can't use any of the three from the TV show. You have to have three brand new questions. And email those questions to comments at walkingdeadtv.com. We are going to pick from the submissions. There have already been a lot of great ones. We'd love even more, though, because we want to give lots of chances to get people stuff uh, from our prize closet. Uh, send in those three questions to comments at walkingdeadtv.com. And if you are chosen, it'll be a random uh, drawing from all the people who submitted questions. You are going to win, or you could win if you are selected, 
uh, a copy of each of the four uh, Rise and Fall of the Governor books, uh, prose novels for The Walking Dead. That's Rise of the Governor, uh, Road to Woodbury, and Fall of the Governor Parts 1 and 2. And I believe they're all hardcover as well, but I think we have some softcover editions as well. I forget. Russ has all the information on that. That said... It's a pretty sweet prize package. If you win... Yeah, You're getting no a copy of each of the four books for sure. So that is an awesome prize pack. Um, I know people are really big fans of those books. And you'll have until the first episode uh, premieres for the second half of the season. So that will be February 9th. You'll have till February 9th to send those in. And we can't wait to read them. We'll read them on the show. And uh, we'll pick one at random. And you could win. So in our next news story, if you are a fan of the Conan O'Brien show on TBS, you're going to want to check out on February 6th the show because he's going to have Norman Reedus, Stephen Yoon, Lauren Cohen, Melissa McBride, Andrew Lincoln, and Denai Guerrera will all be on Conan on February 6th. Uh, he's going to have, not I guess it's not technically the whole cast, but a big chunk of the cast in a whole Walking Dead themed episode. Now, I saw when they did this for Breaking Bad, apparently they've also done it for Workaholics. I did not see that one. Um, and apparently they've also done it for It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which I have not seen. But uh, I'm a big fan of both uh, Workaholics and It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So I, I like the choices Conan's making in his Let's Get the Whole Cast on a Show. Yeah, I agree. It's uh, I don't have as much time for late-night talk shows as much as I, as I used to, but I, I, enjoy, I, I try to tune in when I can when I hear those kind of things are happening. And it's always enjoyable. It would be interesting to see them all actually bathed and not sweaty and not dirty and covered in their own, you know, blood and misery. Or, or the vice yeah. versa. We take Conan, we throw him into Atlanta and cover him in dirt and gr- I don't know. I'm getting louder for that. <laughs> uh, Conan's pale enough. I don't think he could survive longer than five minutes in Atlanta. That He's, would be he, a very uh, bad thing for skin cancer. He was spontaneously combust. <laughs> It's the curse of my people. I agree with that. I'm half Irish. I, I thought so. you were going with um, if he could survive a zombie apocalypse. I'm thinking, well, he's, he's a pretty lanky guy. He could, he, he could, he's been scrappy. He could make it. <laughs> he could go. just run away, taking very long strides. Put, put that while, out there. Uh, which, while uh, mannequin dancing. Put that on the on the on the Facebook page. Which which late night TV show host would have the best chance surviving in the realm of The Walking Dead? Uh, Leno could stab zombies with his chin. Craig Ferguson is wiry. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah Ferguson's wiry. He's kind of wily. Just sit down to the zombies. Sit down with the zombies and have an honest conversation with them. I think Colbert could adapt the best. That's uh, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, Colbert also has Captain America's shield. So. Boom. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's a good point. So, if you're a fan of uh, Conan O'Brien and a fan of The Walking Dead, I'm assuming you're at least a fan of Walking Dead since you're listening to this show. Check it out February 6th on TBS. Very funny. They know comedy. Or, yeah. <laughs> it's funny that we both went to their slogan, but we both went to different slogans. Uh, that is that is uh, kismet, I guess it would be the word. I do not speak Yiddish, so I don't really know. Hopefully I didn't say something horribly offensive. So a question that popped up on the Facebook group was, Hey, I just cut my cable. How do I watch The Walking Dead? And so we thought we'd spend a few minutes talking about your options, if you don't have cable, for watching the show. Duct tape, right? You just tape tape the cable back together. That would that would theoretically <laughs> work if you were very precise and maybe soldered some pieces as well. Oh yeah, um, blah blah blah. 
So here's the deal. In past seasons, there have actually, I think it was season two, maybe, where I did not have cable. Uh, so what are your options? Well, number one, and the one we certainly are not recommending, you could pirate it. We don't recommend that. If you like the show, you should support it. Second, you could check out Amazon.com, where you can download episodes of television shows. You could check out and stream them as well. You can check out iTunes, where you can do the same thing. There's also Google Play Video. I don't know if they have The Walking Dead, because no one uses it, as far as I know. There's also, like, the Microsoft Video Store. Again, not really sure about that one. It used to be called no, Zoom they, Marketplace. They do. And... they do, yeah. The Microsoft Store and the PlayStation Network Store, they all supply the episodes for, you know, a, a small amount. So, assuming that all those other ones fit with the normal models of uh, iTunes and Amazon... Here's what you have to do. You have to, A, pay for it. And it's not usually that expensive. It's usually like 2 bucks for an SD episode and 3 bucks for an HD episode. But the only th- bad thing about it is, aside from the fact that you have to pay a little bit of money, which is no really big deal, is you have to wait a little bit of time. It's not as bad as it used to be uh, back in the day where you might have to wait a week before something would show up online. Now you only have to wait until about 5 a.m. EST the next day. So if it airs Sunday night at 10 o'clock or 9 o'clock, wherever it happens to air in your area on AMC, uh, at 5 o'clock in the morning, so about 7 hours later, uh, or 9 hours later, whatever it is, math was never my strong suit, you'll be able to download it from iTunes, Amazon, and presumably all those other services as well. So you might have to avoid Facebook and Twitter for a few hours if you're a spoiler-phobe like I am. But aside from that, it is not too shabby of a way to view the show. And you don't have to deal with any commercials or any of that kind of that stuff because you paid for it directly. So, if you don't have cable uh, recently or you've never had cable and you're interested in your options, those are some of the best ones. You can also um, do the same thing for YouTube as well. You can buy episodes of shows off of YouTube. I know I bought an episode of Breaking Bad off there before, uh, but I'm not sure if they also do the same timetable. So, the absolute last thing we had to talk about on this week's episode was, of course, a preview of next week's episode. But before we get to that, we're going to close out the episode, of course, so if you don't want to hear any spoilers, you don't have to worry about it. If you want to leave us a voicemail, you can do so. 972-798-3830. 972-798-3830. Just let us know that you're calling for the Walking Dead TV podcast, because it's a a network-wide voicemail number. And, of course, you can send us an email, comments at walkingdeadtv.com. And, of course, don't forget, enter the contest as well. Give us your three questions by February 9th, and you could win some awesome prizes. Check out hhwlod.com for all of our great shows, like Half Hour Wasted, The Long Box of Doom, Black Box, Out Now, and our brand-new shows like Jersey Shore, The Shield Podcast, uh, The James Bond Podcast, Shaken Not Stirred, and The Icapod Cranecast. Uh, with our good friend Aaron North. Aaron, uh, what can you tell us about the show? Uh, for people that have been watching Sleepy Hollow on Fox, they should know that it just ended. It was the season finale last week, and we did a we did our, our episode, the Ichabod Crancast, for that two-part season finale. But I do want to mention that because that show has ended for now, we are planning on starting a show focused on 24 when that picks back up in May. Um, and so, yeah, just putting that out there. The same the same team that brought you the Ichabod Crancast will return for a 24 podcast Untitled as of now. Nice. Will it be called the Swallow the Towel podcast? There, there are. We have a list of potential names that will. One of them will be chosen, and I'm excited for any of these choices, <laughs> as well as the image and theme song that I'll have to create to make the, that work. The Donald Sutherland hoarded all of the talent in that family podcast. Okay. Uh, Ooh, <laughs> hey I know those are fighting words. Anyway. 
you can also follow us on Twitter at WDTV Podcast and at HHWLOD underscore network. And so until there's no more room in hell and dead walk the earth, remember, even Norman Reedus screams like a girl. Have a good week, everybody. And next week, or on February 9th on The Walking Dead, not exactly next week, but close enough, you know, uh, the episode will be entitled After. It will be directed by Greg Nicotero and written by Robert Kirkman. And here is the synopsis we have from AMC. As Rick deals with old wounds, members of the prison have to come to terms with their new environment and ask themselves if survival alone is enough. Have a good week, everybody. Testing, testing, testing. I've got waveforms. I've got waveforms. So do I. Yes, I do. This is the all-sensual edition of the Walking Dead TV podcast. How many Wolverines are we going to get? <laughs> I'd, I'd like to believe, Aaron, that that question has nothing to do with X-Men and is a completely separate subject. Yeah, I'm adopting baby Wolverines. Wolverines <laughs> so I want to know how many we're going to get. <laughs> Honey, we can't fit any more Wolverines. It's like, Oprah, you get a Wolverine, and you get a Wolverine, and you get a Wolverine. Everybody gets a Wolverine. Please do not feed me to the Wolverines. Do you guys know the Weird Al song, Albuquerque? Not a fan. It's weasels in the box, right? Not Wolverines. Oh, no. You mean to tell me you guys haven't memorized the 11 and a half minute long song by Weird Al? I'm afraid not, no. The last Weird Al song I memorized, and it was only because I really enjoyed it a lot, was White and Nerdy <laughs> from Ride and Dirty. I thought you were going to say Eat It. And no, like come on. <laughs> I was yes. going with My Melonia. Yes, anyway. I'm old. Ha, ha, ha. Okay. No, I, I meant because you like owned a restaurant and stuff. I was like, oh, well, that too. I mean, I, of course, when that came out. But I mean, The first one I memorized was almost certainly Yoda, but after that it would be Albuquerque. Nerdy if there was like a badass reveal of Nightcrawler as one of the covers, I'd be like, yes, and then I'd be, I'd be satisfied. <laughs> He's, the, you just pick up the magazine and there's no cover, and then all of a sudden he just bamps onto it. Yeah, it's a hol- it's a special holograph cover. <laughs> would, it, would it be Alan? <laughs> no, 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 there's Alan actually Cummings? a tiny Nightcrawler inside time, the magazine yeah. who busts through the cover. It's like, surprise, Alan Cummings back. I'm like, what? <laughs> exactly, I could be down with that. Even the cricket in the background agrees. <laughs> yeah. That's my. I fed my tarantula recently. There's crickets in his cage. Do you actually have a tarantula, or are you just yeah. being sarcastic? No, I have That's a tarantula. Awesome. Yeah, I did not know I that. Didn't know that yeah, anytime you listen, anytime you listen to Out Now and you hear crickets in the background, it's because I recently fed my tarantula. <laughs> That's literally what's happening. See, whenever you hear crickets in the background here, it just means it's three degrees outside. There's crickets around, or it's a commentary on the quality of the of the show. <laughs> I learned so much from you guys. <laughs> I did not know that. Out okay. Now Secrets, right there. I did not know that. Out Now Secrets. <laughs> there was something I was reading about a um, about the, the Walking Dead version of Monopoly winning an award, but I can't find it now. Oh, I didn't hear about that. Oh, I just saw that in the store, too. I forgot what Boardwalk was. Uh-huh. That's, like, always the thing I check. <laughs> Don't I, check for... I would assume the Boardwalk would be the prison or the CDC. It it wasn't the prison. That's why I was surprised. It was something else. Woodbury, maybe. Let me see. The RV. Where would the RV be? One of the pieces. I got it right here. Oh yeah, it is something weird. It's like it's like something safe zone. I do hear crickets. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yes, I was not hallucinating. It was not an aural hallucination. 
even though I did eat a lot of birthday cake Oreos earlier. That's not causing me any strange effects yet. Alexandria Safe Zone and the Hilltop Colony are the boardwalk and Oh, okay, so it goes that deep into that recent deep, comics. Yeah. Wow. yeah, Woodbury's got to be back somewhere else. Where would it be? You have to go, like, read a wiki down to play the game. Or the comics. Or, the com- or all the comics. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, the prison's, like, it's, like, right past where jail is, so it's, like, um, whatever that is. I don't know. Oh, I guess they should have just made the prison jail. <laughs> that seems like a missed opportunity. Prison's a stronghold. You can't really land on jail. You just go land in jail. It's not a bad place. In the I mean, Whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> this is a well, monopoly. Jail, <laughs> jail has the two tracks. It has the the uh, the outer track and the inner track. What are the what are the um, railroads? Oh, that's a good question. What are the utilities? Let me, at it again. Let me look here. I would assume it's zombie chest and... RV is... Um, Oh, they're all different things. Uh, there's RV, bike, horse, and truck. Those are all the railroads. <laughs> okay. Nice. The community chest, uh, it's like there's scavenge and battery and supply chest and water. Oh, water. Oh, water's like the water company. Yeah, that makes sense. And battery's the electric company. Okay, that makes more sense. Wait, uh, the electric company pre or post Spider-Man? <laughs> uh, with, during, um, with Morgan Freeman. I was going to say, with Morgan Freeman as easy reader. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Andy Dufresne. I'd, I'd love to pick up with The Walking Dead with Morgan Freeman. As Rick, with no explanation. Rick and Carl have made it out of the prison. No, 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 no. Not, not, not narrating. Actually, oh, he'd be him Rick. playing Rick. Okay. Or even better, him playing Carl. Carl? For no reason. Dad, I'm going to shoot him. <laughs> Dad, I took the shot. I killed Shane. You shouldn't be upset. Did you, you guys saw like the trailer for the Lego movie? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. With the Morgan the Freeman Batman stuff clip. in it? Oh, my God, that was hilarious. Yeah. They posted a new clip today, which is the introduction of Batman in the movie, and it was quite good. Yeah, the the Lego movie, like, I saw all that praise for The Raid 2 this week, and I'm super excited for The Raid 2. That said, I think I'm still looking forward to The Lego movie more. That's how into The Lego movie I am. It looks really good. Dun, dun, dun. That boy ain't right. In a world. (laughs) (laughs) But a new wind was about to blow. Payback. This time, it's for real. Our prisons are gone, but the world is less free. <laughs> In a world with one less prison. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> that was such a riff. <laughs> In a world. <laughs> In a world. You know, the funny thing is, I love those voices, but I detest trailers with voiceovers like that, even <laughs> though it's so fun to do. At the moment I see a trailer for a movie that has that, I'm like, oh, this movie looks terrible. Even good movies that I've gone back and watched trailers for from, like, the 80s and 90s that have those trailers, I'm like, oh, this movie looks absolutely terrible because of the trailer. I can agree with you to that for to an extent. It depends on the movie for me. With, with that said, I, I don't know if you've seen it yet, but the movie In a World. Uh, oh, with Lake Bell? With I have Lake not seen Bell. it, but I want to. It was on my top ten. It came out last week. I watched it again. I'm like, yep, this is why it was on my top ten because I love that movie. I think it's just wonderful. It's very funny. It's very well written. It's got some nice satirical elements about the, the, the film industry and women's roles in that industry through voiceover right, right. and stuff. It's just it's very clever. I really recommend it heartily. I got all excited when the Bruce Greenwood movie, A Now Word from Our Sponsors, popped up on Netflix because I thought it was that one. Oh. I had them confused, and that is just a dumb movie. But, yeah, I still <laughs> want to see uh, – I, I couldn't even finish it, which doesn't normally happen. I was like, yeah, Parker Posey and Bruce Greenwood, and I still can't get through this movie. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so. I know you. I know you like Parker Posey. So it's, I actually quite do. I know. Although, I, I remember. Weird, <laughs> there are a number of things where I'm like, I just can't stand her in this. But 
in general, I just think back to her singing that one song uh, in the audition and waiting for Guffman, and that makes me forgive any and all wrongs she's ever done theatrically. <laughs>